Even when you try to maintain a healthy diet, it can be tough to get all of the nutrients you need for long-term health. Care of makes it super easy and even fun to figure out what vitamins and supplements are best for your diet and lifestyle. Go to takecareof.com and take a short quiz to get your personalized vitamin recommendation. Use offer code AMR at checkout for 50% off your first month of vitamins. Welcome to another Mother Runner. This is Sarah in Portland. And this is Dimity in Denver. And um, Sarah, I actually just, can you tell that I just came back from 1859? <laughs> Welcome back, Miss, <laughs> Miss McDowell. <laughs> Time warp, 2013. So you, <laughs> you were on a field trip, weren't you? I was, I was. I went to Four Mile Historic Park where we walked <sighs> the gate and it became 1859. And we oh. were pioneers and we... Um, the second graders of Highline Academy and I, um, I was in charge of the gold mining station, mm. um, which, t- so it's right by uh, Cherry Creek, which is uh-huh. what it sounds like. And so in the, in the warmer months, um, you get to actually mine for gold in the ch- creek, but uh, yeah, um, like w- with a little pan type thing. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And they, um, what's it called? What's fool's gold called? Pyrex. Pyrite. I was going to call it Pyrex, and I knew you were going to give me crap for that. So it is not oh, a look, baking I found, dish. I found a clear pie pan <laughs> that won't stick. That's fantastic that I can take from the microwave right to the oven. Exactly. It's amazing what those they could do in 1859. Um, so the funny thing is, so um, so this is the second time I've been to Four Mile Historic Park with Highline Academy um, because. Uh, I did it with. Um, Is there a special promotional fee being paid for <laughs> no, by Four Mile? They're a new partner. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you can get in a great workout at, at uh, Four Mile, at Four Mile Historic Park. Um, but anyway, I went with Amelia, you know, back mm-hmm. when she was in second grade. And so mm-hmm. the gold mining station is no longer in Cherry Creek when it's cold in November. It's mm-hmm. in this little kind of building, which is a fine building. It has heat, so that's nice. Yes. But it's this little you know, kind of raised sandbox, basically, of um, water and sand and then and pyrite, mm-hmm. not pyrex, but pyrite. And, um, and my memory of it was that it was just so gross because the water gets all, you know, dirty and slushy and kind of blech. And I'm like, I, you know, and so last night I was putting Ben to bed and you know, I just sent in that, yes, I will volunteer. They don't tell you what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I'm like, Ben, I'm like, I'm so excited to go with you. I just hope I don't get the cold oh, mining shoot. station again. <laughs> and I get the little memo when I get to school, and there I am, back looking for my fortune. So, I think they must see something deep inside of you. Like, you have that glint in your eye, and you would have been heading out California way you know, in 1849. Exactly. Um, I want to make the cornbread. They get to make cornbread. They get to oh. go to a school. They get to do the chores, like feed the chicken and beat the rugs and all that um so anyway but it was fun I you know it's any day it, it was it's a beautiful day here it's chilly but you know really uh-huh. sunny and lots of leaves flying around and so um, it's a beautiful day there in 1859 exactly exactly and I got my sunbonnet on and I'm ready to load up my wagon and head west for some more Hopefully I don't find more pirate. <laughs> so can I tell you that so you speaking of sunbonnet, so um, Daphne, eight-year-old Daphne and her best friend, 
were both Laura Ingalls on Halloween. Um, not Laura Ingalls Wilder, because as Daphne points out, they aren't married yet. Um, so, But they both had sunbonnets on and then kind of prairie-style dresses, and um, Lucy, the BFF, had an um, apron on. And so it's so funny. I'd be standing on the sidewalk waiting for the kids when they'd go up to the house, and you'd hear the, the person opening the door be like, Oh, and what are you? Are you prairie girls? And then then one woman goes, are you Amish? <laughs> I'm just like, what children in Portland are Amish for Halloween? And so so then finally a couple of women would be like, wait, you're Laura Ingalls. And then all these women would be like, whoa, I loved the Little House series. And me, me from the sidewalk, I'd be like, I loved it. I read it three times by the time I finished third grade. And so, um, so I'm envious of you, though, going, getting to go back and have a little pioneer experience because you I know. I know. It's so funny, Sarah, because I know I was, the whole time I was there, I was like, okay, Dimity, just remember the year. Remember the year 1859. Like, remember one detail from this, you know, one specific date. Because, Sarah, you can pull out dates out of your butt. I mean, you, you like, you're like, oh, yeah. And the Which, date, taken out of context, that context, that comment sounds very racy. But, yeah, I didn't mean like that. But, I mean, you know, just like, I mean, you you have a mind for dates. I mean, because, mm-hmm. or history. I mean, like, you're like, oh, yeah, that, What I mean, what day was Lincoln oh. assassinated? You know this, don't you? No, I know the date uh, MLK was assassinated. Um, do I? You know, I do know the um, the date that Lincoln. I just told you that that was April fourteenth, but that's because I just read that um, oh. um, graphic novel. Yes, About I told it. you that when we were in DC. Yeah, what was the other thing that I told you while you were running? You were like, "Oh, I have to remember that for the podcast." It was some like random history fact that I told you. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> well, anyways, I come from a long line. My dad um, is a total history buff. He loved. Um, that type of stuff. And my mother is still involved with the Stanford Historical Society in Stanford, Connecticut. So oh, I, I come by my love of history, honestly. So. Are they our new partner too, the Stanford Historical <laughs> Society? Right. Yeah. If you do five interval laps around the outside of the building, it equals a mile. And yeah. and there's a good hill in that. It's Exactly. exactly. Hey, I, bet, I bet there's some people who are listening in the Stanford area and they know exactly where I'm talking about. Awesome. awesome. So but I, I was, it's, um, it was going to be field trip week in the AMR um, duo, but I was because I was supposed to chaperone Phoebe, my older daughter's field trip to the Portland Art Museum. But I got an email this morning that it was canceled because someone within the school structure didn't didn't fill out the paperwork or didn't get authorization or something. So they're having to postpone that field trip, oh, which is shoot. a disappointment because it was to see an exhibit, a temporary exhibit um, about Native Americans and, and Native American art. And so I hope they get to reschedule it before that exhibit leaves, which I'm not sure when that is. But it got uh, my running buddy Molly and I talking about field trips, and it never occurred to me, do you realize that kids, like high schoolers, if they do field trips, they, like, drive themselves to the field trip. So there's no... Really? Yeah. And she's... Because she was... So Molly's youngest daughter is in eighth grade and goes to the same school as Phoebe, and she... And that girl's name is Ellie, and, and she was saying, oh, you know, I told Ellie that I would chaperone a field trip because I realized time's running out for me to do that. And I'm like... Oh, am I an idiot? Do I am I the only one who doesn't know that kids don't take field trips in high school? She goes, Oh no, they take field trips. They just drive themselves. I'm like, What? <laughs> like, I don't even... remember doing that in high school. I mean, we had, you know, we had, I had a car, but I never drove myself. 
I don't yeah, know. So maybe, so, maybe times have changed or maybe it's just different in Portland or I don't know. But I mean, yeah, or I don't know whether I mean, definitely we ride uh, TriMet, which is the public transportation system. Even elementary school kids ride TriMet to go to a lot of field trips. And then but then there's, of course, parents chaperoning them, parents and teachers and guardians. Sure, sure. But um, yeah, so. Oh, that's uh, interesting. Well, yeah, we'll have to I, I guess I kind of want to know, like, does your high school drive themselves to a field trip if you want to let us know let us know at the mother runner on twitter because that's interesting i mean i feel like that's just a huge liability you know for the school that's what i that's what i thought so too and i think there's i mean here in oregon there's laws about how long a kid has to have their license before they can drive with other teenagers in the car and whether they're family members or not and all this stuff which are all wonderful safeguarding you know laws to have but um, but it definitely, I don't know there. I, I like going on a field trip. I like seeing my kids interact with other kids and just kind of, I don't know. We no, I to... like it too. I, well, if it gets better, I mean, I did the children's museum, I think in kindergarten or maybe pre-K and that was like, oh my gosh, trying to keep like, you know, oh, yeah. I, I don't know, like the fizz, you know, from like a cork coming out of the champagne or something. I mean, that was just, that's just chaos, you know, but now oh, yeah. that they're, you know, seven and I mean, they all took their turn making the cornbread that you just got to put in an ingredient and someone stirred mm. and all that but mm. i do not like riding a bus do not make me get on a school bus i <laughs> oh, mean i, I will I follow that bus to you know i'll follow it to wyoming if i have to but i just i mean that honestly, might be due to your 36 inch or is it even longer than that inseam um, no no it's just the it's just i mean it it's so funny. I was thinking about, um, you know, when I get daydreaming, I'm like, okay, so maybe Sarah and I should do the amazing race. Like maybe we should try out, you know, cause we met <laughs> Phil, the host at, at yeah. outdoor retailer. And he was like all interested in like, you know, these tall mother runners with a rowing background and all that stuff. And, uh-huh. um, I'm like maybe he would pull for us. And then I'm like, I mean, when I, when we travel and I ride the shuttle bus back from, you know, to get to my car from, you know, in the offsite parking, yeah. like that just makes me vomitous. You know, I'm like, <laughs> there is no way I could like travel around the world, you know, and like no sleep, you know, you don't know when you're eating, you may not even have money. And I right. can't even ride like the shuttle bus for eight minutes without like, I'm going to puke. So. <laughs> so that's funny because just who was it? Was it somebody in St. Louis or somewhere just within the past two weeks has said, this will sound weird, but you and Dimity definitely have to go on the Amazing Race. I think you're just perfect for it. Oh, no, it was out in Bend at the um, Happy Girls Sisters Race. Somebody told me that. And I was like, that's funny you should say that because we met the host of it. And, and they're like, oh, you'd be perfect for it. I was like... Yeah, I don't think Dimity would do too well in the travel <laughs> part of it. And, and they were like, no, no, that would make for great TV. I'm like, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah it kind of would, but it kind of would be a little demanding. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I mean, part of me is like, let's just throw it in the, you know, because I mean, I can wear those little, you know, pressure things on my, um, you know, on my, uh, the bracelets that put pressure on your veins oh, and yes. your uh-huh. wrists. Yeah. I could, you know, pop as much Dramamine as I need to, you know, there's... You know, so wait, so will, why is, I, I haven't watched enough um, Amazing Race to, is there a lot of bus shuttling involved in no, the Amazing no, Race? but I mean, it's, I always just have kind of low-grade nausea when I travel. I mean, on an airplane oh. and stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, like, I did I, not know this. I, uh-huh. I, I can get a nice, good, like, sweat going when I'm, like, <laughs> landing. And it's not, and it's not like I'm nervous. It's just my physiological reaction to flying, you know? Like, oh. and it oh, just, that's yeah, that's why I'm always kind of eating, because I always feel like I got to just keep getting food in me to kind of keep 
I don't know. I don't know why. I just feel tamp, like it helps. To tamp down the vomit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or, or to make it really projectile if it comes up. So. Do I, I want to be productive? I don't want to just dry <laughs> heave. I actually want to vomit up I substance. I want to put almonds on the woman on the back in front of me. <laughs> Did you see that I tweeted a picture of almonds to you this morning? <laughs> no, I haven't. I, hey, I've been in 1859, remember? <laughs> They don't have they Twitter in 1859. <laughs> anyway, well, gosh, we should get to our show because it's so great. We've got, um, well, I'm going to have you introduce her, Sarah, because I can't say her last name. So, okay. um, so I'll hand uh, right over to you. Yeah, since I have a Phoebe, I know how to pronounce, um, you know, several um, vowels altogether. So that's why I can pronounce Emily's last name. So we are going to be joined by Emily Toya, who some of you might know as Run M's on Twitter. She's a 36-year-old mom of one teenager in Arizona, and she has twice, not once, but twice, run 100 or more miles in 24 hours on a treadmill to raise funds and awareness for nonprofit organizations. So hello, Emily. We are um, looking forward to talking to you about your crazy, awesome treadmill runs. Um, So I want you to start with describing the scene of you running the equivalent of four marathons in one day on a treadmill. Um, And you're not like by yourself in your basement or even in a health club. You are on a treadmill on a city sidewalk. Um, So first of all, just describe exactly where you were and like kind of how people interacted with you when they saw what you were doing. Sure. Yeah. Um, in San Francisco, this is actually my second treadmill 100 that I've done, and it actually had to start indoors. We were at Rally Pad in downtown San Francisco. Um, there were permit restrictions, so we had to actually be indoors overnight. Mm. Um, so that was that was really fun. Actually, they you know um, just decided to have a party there, and so they offered people, you know, free drinks and some food and to come in and just kind of see what was going on. So that was good at getting people in the door. And um, that lasted about three or four hours. And then after that, it was just pretty much my family and myself, you know, running through the night. (laughs) You know, they were were trying to get some sleep. And um, I was just trying to keep myself entertained and awake. And um, it actually worked really well. I, I was able to do a live stream um, on the internet, and so it was fun to be able to interact with others, and they would mm-hmm. ask me questions, you know, what are you eating, what are you drinking, mm-hmm. how many people are awake, you know, just little things that would keep me motivated and going. Mm-hmm. And then um, after about 11 or 12 hours, we took it outside, so I ran it's just about a half mile to the outdoor location, and um then from there, I, I finished it out, you know, the remainder of my time. But outside was a completely awesome experience. You know, you just have so much foot traffic and so many people looking at you like you're crazy. And so many people are just interested in what you're doing and why. And it, it was just great to be able to interact with anyone who wanted, you know, just to come right up and you ask were, me all sorts of questions. You were in Union Square, were you, in downtown San Francisco? Um, it was, I was on 4th and Market. Oh, wow. So it, oh, my it was, gosh. It was a little bit from Union, but not too far. <laughs> no, I know where that is. That's, I mean, that is yeah. that is quite a hub. Um, yes, it has lots of people. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so at what time did your run start? Did it start in the early morning hours, or what time did it, when did you stop and start? It started at 8 p.m. on, okay. a, on a Thursday night. And okay. then I ran until I believe it was around five thirty on um, Friday afternoon. Okay, right. Cause nice. Because you, you got in your hundred, you got in your hundred miles in under twenty four hours, 
right? I, yeah, I, we reached 100 miles, I think, at 19 and a half hours, a little over 19 and a half hours. Wow. And then um, ended up finishing it out at 108.88. My daughter has a thing for the number eight, so I let her pick. <laughs> Versus wow. it seems like you have something for the number four, because I saw you had yes. some screenshot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess everyone in my family are all kind of like have a number thing. So I, I said, okay, I'll, I'll go past 104.44 and let you have your eight. So we made a deal. You're very <laughs> well. That's a nice congruent fit. You know, you guys fit together, though. I mean, you know, if you're 4.44, she's just one more level down at 8.88. Exactly. You know, her, her child will want you to be at 16.16. So you there better you go. Stay I know. In shape. I better, better up it a little bit. Well, so, um, and I'm just curious before we go on to the next question. So you said you ran half a mile between going indoors and outdoors. I mean, was that like, getting off a cruise ship or something. I mean, I can't imagine being on the treadmill for 12 hours and then having to run on concrete and then getting back on the treadmill. I mean, was that a little nauseating? No, it was the best part of my whole day, to be honest. There's something about running on a treadmill and then you get outside and you just feel like you're flying. I mean, I guess it's because I don't typically run with my treadmill on like a flat. You know, I have it at some sort of an incline. Mm -hmm. So I get outside and I'm just like, oh, this is the best ever. You know, I was, that was the best five minutes that, that we took was to do that. And I think just being inside for that long, it just you know, the cold air and just everything about it just felt liberating and awesome. So, so no, I really enjoyed that. You typically, even on these 100 milers on a treadmill, you put the treadmill at some sort of incline? You know, I put it on something just because I find that it, it I don't know, maybe it has to do with my stride, mm. but I just kind of feel like I'm flopping with mm. my feet. And I just always like to feel like I'm actually having to, you know, propel myself forward mm. <laughs> rather than just mm. kind of feeling like I'm running downhill. Wow. Wow. So, so tell us how you physically and mentally got through a challenge of t- 20, I mean, 24 hours, except for those five minutes on a treadmill that, you know, when you're right. outdoors that like the, there must've been some boredom and, you know, how did you keep staying strong? Yeah. You know, I, I would say the, the only time I felt like I was having a bit of a struggle was probably between four to 5 a.m. And I think it's just because almost everybody was a sleeper. I think everybody was asleep except for my best friend, Don, who stayed up with me the entire time. Wow. And so it was just, you know, you're kind of waiting for the East Coast to wake up and, you know, all the West Coast people are asleep. And it was just kind of a little bit of a lull where, uh-huh. you know, people weren't really asking anything on, on the stream. And, you know, that, that was the only time I, I just remember looking at my friend and just saying, Okay, you know, tell me, tell me we're almost out of here. Tell me we're going to go outside soon. I need to hear some, you know, just something positive about this. But I would say that probably lasted 20, 25 minutes where I was just kind of like, come on, I'm ready to get out of here. But for the most part, you know, my family is just incredible. They're so supportive and so, so awesome. And, and like I said, my girlfriend, I just, you know, I just look around and just realize how many people have helped me get to where I am. And you just don't even think about having a really rough time because you just know that there's so many people who have got you to where you are. <laughs> and it's like, I have exactly. to do this. <laughs> well, it reminds me of, uh, you know, I used to cover a lot of adventure racing back in the day when that was like the next big sport. And it's those hours. That is the witching hour. It's kind of, you know, how Florence and the Machine sings. It's always darkest yeah. before the dawn. You know, it's that <laughs> exactly. from like 3.30 to 5 is when people really hit yep. the wall, you know? And <laughs> I, then the I sun comes it. up and you're like, oh, Yes, I can go again. You know, it's the same thing in ultra running. It's always dark, it's
curious, how did you train for this? I mean, did you spend all your time on a treadmill? Yeah, I mean, I I do. I mean, <laughs> I'd say in a month, if if I run. 325 miles. I'm running 320 of them on my treadmill. Oh my I, I'm I'm all treadmill. So I did a eight hour treadmill run in preparation. Um, it was like 54 miles. That right. I, that was I, the that was the 54.44, the one that I saw on your yeah, site. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was uh, the training run I did for it. So you know, I I don't find the treadmill to be as boring as most people, and and I know that that's really odd for most people to hear but you know i i kind of see it as you know i'm kind of taking the easy way out you guys go outside and have to worry about where your water is where the bathrooms are you know how you're going to fuel all this stuff i have it all right here you know i can start when it's dark i don't have to worry about you know any of the safety precautions or, or things like that it's just what works for me so i don't i don't find it to be boring and i don't i don't get you know, the same feeling that a lot of other runners do with it. I mean, it's just, it's just what I enjoy. And so many people love the trails, love being outside. And I think that's, you know, I think that's way harder than what I do. (laughs) Sure. So so then you bring up the topic of bathroom. So you did take bathroom breaks and and would you stop to fuel during it? No, you know, um, the first treadmill run I did, I actually did walk when I was eating, but mm. um, I had kind of prepared myself in, in um, preparation. I would try eating while I was running. You know, it's, mm. it's not like a full-out marathon pace by any means. You know, you're, you're kind of just moving mm-hmm. um, like a... I don't, I don't know. It's, it's not so fast that it, you have a hard time breathing or chewing or eating. Right. It's all very manageable. So, uh-huh. um, so this time I was able to run the whole time while I was eating. Um, when it came to bathroom breaks, I think we were trying to stop every four hours oh. and just make sure we, there wasn't any sort of taping or, mm-hmm. you know, if we needed to make any clothing changes or anything like that, we would do it every four hours. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know that those stops are are included in the time. You know we mm-hmm. we didn't stop a clock or anything. We just kept everything going. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it worked out pretty good like that. Did you have? I'm just curious. Did you have like a, a EMT there or something, or you know nine one one on speed dial? I mean, I don't. You know, obviously you were trained and ready for this, but yeah. you know. Um, for for this one, um, the first time I did it, that we did it at a new station, and they were a little bit concerned about. Um, the prospect of what I was about to do. So I had Wait, someone where with did me the whole it? time. Say it one more time. At a news um, I did it at a news station, um, downtown Phoenix. Oh. Since 2011, BarkBox has been committed to making dogs happy. For humans, BarkBox is a delivery of four to six natural treats and super fun toys curated around a surprise theme each month. For dogs, BarkBox is like the joy of a million belly scratches. Bark boxes include all-natural treats and innovative toys to match a dog's unique needs, including allergies and heavy chewer preferences. Not a phrase I say every day. Dimity's dog Mason, an energetic Weimaraner, is eagerly awaiting his first bark box. Dimity let BarkBox know the breed, size, and even name of her dog, as well as the all-important chewing preferences. And now, on the 15th of each month, a new box will get shipped to Mason. Each monthly box is themed, like Country Fair or Brooklyn Hipster, with new and unique toys to keep dogs engaged, interested, and happy. If your pooch doesn't like something in the box, BarkBox promises to send something they'll love for free, because BarkBox is all about dog happiness. Choose a plan. One, six, or 12-month plans are available. Cancel any time. Free shipping in the continental U.S. 
For a free extra month when you subscribe to a 6- or 12-month plan of BarkBox, visit BarkBox.com slash AMR. That's BarkBox.com slash AMR. Woof! Thanks to StoryWorth for supporting our podcast. StoryWorth is a subscription service started by a fellow who wanted families to be able to share their memories and anecdotes with each other. Here's how it works. Purchase a StoryWorth subscription for someone you love, and each week, StoryWorth sends that loved one an email with a question about his or her life. The person either replies with his or her story via email or records it by phone by calling a StoryWorth number. After a year, the stories are bound in a lovely hardcover keepsake book. My husband Jack and I gifted StoryWorth to his dad, and we're especially looking forward to hearing his tales about going to medical school in Dublin, Ireland, which is where Jack was born and spent the first four years of his life. Then we'll share the book with Jack's siblings. For $20 off, visit StoryWorth.com AMR when you subscribe. That's storyworth.com slash AMR. Okay. Our NBC affiliate was, was where I did my first one outside. But in San Francisco, um, I had someone come at 12 hours in and then at the end. And it was just a, a nurse um, who had volunteered his services. Mm-hmm. So he checked me halfway through before I started outside. And then um, at the end when I finished just to make sure, you know, everything was okay. <laughs> I mean, were you like monitoring your pee during it just to make sure like you were staying hydrated and you actually yes. you know, had something out, outputting? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We brought a scale with us. That, that's the one thing I, I definitely recommended it. You know, I was making sure I did that whenever I used the restroom, we would weigh, weigh me and just make sure that everything in and out was going okay. Because so, yeah. so, uh, I read on your um blog that you have kind of a unique beverage of choice the you know hashtag more pickle juice is it <laughs> yes yes all the pickle juice I know it, it's really random to a lot of people but you know I started doing it um during my first ultra I, I did outside um in Prescott my 50 miler and I was one of very few people who didn't experience cramping and oh. I for one loved the taste of pickle juice so it didn't bother me it didn't feel like you know something I had to like hurry and you know swallow so uh-huh. it's you know I haven't had problems ever since I started using it and so you know a lot of people kind of roll their eyes at it but it's just what I found that, that works for me and I used it just you know a couple of weeks ago in my in an ultra I did outside here um, on the trails in Arizona and you know it it works great for me, <laughs> so I stick with it. My kids actually well, super, my kids super actually salty, yeah, right? my kids love drinking pickle juice. Oh yeah, and they're no, not I running mean, on a treadmill. About it. Yeah. <laughs> All that salt. <laughs> yeah. well, so going back to training, so I mean, would you get up like would you run say you know from one night from like two thirty to five thirty just to know what that felt like, or did you just trust that your body? was going to be okay because it sounds like well, we know that you've done the, this, the one that you most recently did was your second 100 miler on a treadmill. And it sounds like you've done some other ultras too. Yeah. Um, I, I did two other 50 milers and then I just completed my first outdoor 100 miler, mm-hmm. um, a couple weeks ago. That was, on, and that was on a trail, right? Yes, that was a trail. Mm-hmm. But to answer your question, I, I did not wake up in the middle of the night or, or do any training, you know, through the night or anything like that. I, I, I'm really bad at sleeping, to be honest. Like I'm not one of those people who sleeps really well, like any night. So, you know, I, I wasn't too afraid about that whole, um, getting too sleepy thing. So <laughs> it worked out. Okay. Nice. Oh my goodness. So, so all those miles, I mean, how do you steer clear of injuries? I saw that you mentioned uh, more foam rolling on your blog. So what are some yeah. of the things you do? 
I've been doing a lot better with foam rolling. It's funny. It's a new thing for me. I hate it, but I've found it's really helping me. Um, and when it comes to injuries, I mean, a lot of people will roll their eyes at this as well, but it's just the treadmill's a lot more of a forgiving surface, you mm-hmm. know? So I, I feel like I'm able to steer clear some of, you know, of some of those just because of what I run on every day. Mm-hmm. Um but, you know, other than that, I, I do, you know, one, usually two to three times a week, I'll do some sort of, you know, whether it's P90X or Insanity or um, mm-hmm. try to get to the gym and lift some weights. I just find that if I'm, if I try to incorporate a couple other strength um, exercises, that my body's always happier with it. I've tried it both ways. There's times when my mileage has been so high that I just don't have the energy or I just don't feel like going to the gym. Mm-hmm. But I can always tell that my, my body isn't as happy with me when I leave out that aspect of the training. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. Well, so tell us, um, Emily, about um, your um, organization. So, And we know that you've, you've done... Um, Two, like I just said, two 100-mile treadmill runs, and you had different organizations each time that you raised money for. So you want to talk us through each of those briefly and tell yeah. us how you chose them? Yeah. Um, the first one I ran for the Sojourner Center, and it's a domestic violence shelter um, here pretty close to me in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. And that's just something that um, has always been – well, I suppose a, a big part of my life, my husband was raised in an extremely violent household, <laughs> to say the least, in, um, in pretty much every aspect of of violence and um, abuse. Mm. And I I wasn't made aware of, of these um, things that he went through pretty much until uh, I had a really long visit with his mom one day. So we had been married for a couple of years. It's just not wow. something he... He just said, "Well, you know, it's it's not me. It's not who I am. It's you know, I I'm okay. We don't need to rehash the past." But um, the fact that we were able to talk about it and kind of open my eyes to that sort of a situation, we come from very different households. You know, I never heard my parents argue, and people say that there's no way that can be true. But I there I never heard it. They never yelled at each other, and. I don't, I'm sure they did it when we weren't there, but I never heard it. Mm-hmm. So the fact that our upbringings were so different um, and then to find out from his mom and just how horrific it was, um, we decided to take our daughter down to a local shelter and we just fell in love with the people there. And um, I just, you know, of course you want to say, how can I help? What can I do? And, you know, they want you to come down and help and volunteer and stuff like that. But what they really need to get things done is money. Mm-hmm. And so I just, you know, I, I wasn't in a position to write them a $10,000 check. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I just started thinking, what can I do that would make a difference that would bring in enough money that they might be able to actually do something with it. Mm-hmm. So that's where, where the thought came for that one. And, and that nice. one I pretty much, set up all by myself they didn't they were like why would you want to do that they were they were a little bit concerned with my intentions I think they're like that's just weird and I'm like I know it's weird you kind of have to do weird things to get people to um you know take part in what you're doing and pay attention right about it. yeah how much money so, did you end up raising for the sojourners it was ten thousand dollars actually so nice. that, was, that is it worked huge. out very good yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's awesome and, and then what was your most recent charity in like um, we that one was for Effect International, and they build schools in India. And once again, my mother-in-law is the one who inspired that one. She 
actually lives in London but goes to India a couple times a year, and she actually educates the teachers, the nonprofit she works for. Mm-hmm. And we just got speaking about it one time, and and I told her that I had been contacted by effect and she said oh Emily she said let's just talk about this for a little bit because I think I have a tendency to think um real close in my circle you know Mm -hmm. being like domestic violence my husband that's my inner you know circle Mm -hmm. and when she had me kind of thinking more globally (laughs) I was just like oh but there's so many more people who could you know use things that I you know live much closer to or maybe I come in contact with more but as I sat down with her and she explained to me exactly what she does and she showed me photos and told me stories and, you know, she's just like, this, this is a huge need. They need those schools. And she said, I would just really encourage you to, you know, think about this and to really get to know more of what effect is about. And as I did that and really put myself, you know, my heart into it and thinking about it, because you can't just hop on a treadmill for 24 hours if you're not into it that's something i know for sure i need to have a passion about what i'm doing yeah, yeah. so it sounds like you know oprah's the last page of oprah's magazine what i know for yeah. sure you yeah, just exactly. exactly you do not get on and just, ah, you know, so i as soon as i found that burning in me and that passion in me for it and I said, I called him up and I said, okay, I'm ready. I want to do this. And they were like, what? <laughs> you are? <laughs> you know, and I said, yes, I, I want to do this with all I have. And, you know, of course, it ended up, you know, working really well, close to $22,000, I think. So oh, that's fantastic. We were, we were awesome. happy with that. And you use a, a website called rally.org. It's an online crowdfunding yeah. platform. To, so, so tell us a little bit about that if people aren't familiar with rally.org. Yeah, so it, I was able to just create, or they actually created the website and um, kind of explained a little bit about what effect is and what I was planning to do. And it, it truly was incredible, the amount of people that they're able to reach just through this one web page. And you can get people to, you know, from their Facebook accounts, they can like your rally.org page and then they share the information. It, it was just incredible how many people we could reach through mm-hmm. this one page. Mm-hmm. And I, I, it's brilliant. I mean, the, the two things that, you know, the two different treadmill runs I've done going from the first one where it's just little me and, you know, no website, you know, just mm-hmm. kind of word of mouth and pushing it through blogs. And, you know, I didn't have the Twitter or Instagram accounts back then. Mm-hmm. And, and now to have a format like Rowley, where you can just take all your other social media, um, you know, accounts and use it to promote that page. It, it was just night and day different, what, you know, the kind of people you're able to um, reach out to. Nice. That's awesome. So I have a, a little bit of a, um, a math nerd when I get on the trail, um, you know, where I break everything up, you know, so if it was a hundred miles, I'd be like, okay, that's four times 25 or 10 times 10 or two times 50 or, you know, 50 miles, you know, whatever. And I'm just curious, yes. did you, did you do that at all? I mean, do you do that at all? You do so much treadmill running. I, I, I mean, it would just be like, I would, my head would be whirring by the end. Right. Yeah. You know, I, I think like with any other runner, I think we all have a thing with numbers. I mean, there's no doubt. We all kind of just put their crunchy numbers. But I guess when it comes to um, what I do for for these races, I don't want to know. I mean, my girlfriend will tell you I have I had a towel covering my mileage the entire time. I did wow. not look at it once. 
just because I I don't like to go there. I don't like to look down and think 40 miles. Oh man, you know, and depending on where my legs are feeling, or you know, any you know ache or anything, I don't want to say, oh man, 60 more, or right. you know, maybe it's a good one. I look at it and say, oh well, yay, 60 to go. I just don't even want to know. It's funny, you know, when I was running this trail race a couple of weeks ago, the guy I had kind of found I was having the same pace as he said 10 miles we're one tenth done oh. and I turned and looked at him I said you are not allowed to do that the rest of this time <laughs> and he's like, oh, okay <laughs> I just, just want to run you know that's how I felt it's just like I don't I didn't care about what time I came in at and it's just being out there and kind of taking it in is where I have to get my mind to go otherwise I just sit there and Ninety more? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Wait, so, yeah. so seriously, the whole time you had no idea where you were until you hit a hundred. Not miles. one clue. Not oh one gosh. clue. As I a matter of fact, my girlfriend on. came up and she said, "She said you have two minutes. I need you to pick what song you want." And I was like, two minutes." <laughs> and she's like, "In two minutes, you'll be at a hundred miles." I was like, "No way!" I was like freaking out. I was like, "This is the best," you know. So I love that part of it. I was totally fooled. So what song did you pick then? How funny is it? September? Is, is it Earth, Wind, and Fire? Yes, oh. yes, I love that song. That's Isn't that so song. bizarre? I didn't even have to think about it. She said, what song? I said, September. I and mean, that's like my dance song that I should not dance to. But it's my <laughs> song. It gets me moving. I love it. Wait, so did you, did you listen to music um, most of the time or all the time or part of the time? The whole time outside, we did. We had, um, I guess my girlfriend had done a playlist, and they had these huge speakers, so oh. it, was, it was like a party. It was fabulous outside. So, yeah, it was, it was nice to be able to listen to music the whole time. Oh, fun. I know I'm asking all these questions because I keep thinking about them. What was, the, um, yeah. <laughs> what was the oddest thing that anyone said to you outside, or what was, like, the most unusual interaction that you had? Oh. Gosh, oh man, it, it's San Francisco. You know that, right? Well, and, so it, and it's, also, it's also Market Street, which <laughs> no, is not not it, the most yeah. um, savory part of of San Francisco. Yeah, it was it was pretty amazing. I mean, you get a couple people coming up to you with no shirts on and big bellies, and they start shaking like Buddhas, you know, dancing to the music. That was great. Um, there was a guy who went across the street, went and bought a pair of shoes so he could come run with me. That was one of my favorite ones. Oh, nice. Um, he, he had figured out that if he went home and came back. That it would be too long, so we went over to Nike and bought some shoes. He was awesome. Um, you know, some people would just sit there and stare at me, it, and not in a creepy way. It just like, are you kidding? This guy came up and said, are, "You're really doing this, and you really run." He's like, "Oh well, who takes your spot when you're not running?" Or you know, someone else started before you, and you're just finishing it out. And I was like, "No, I've been doing this since eight. And you know, and and they would just sit there and look. Mm-hmm. And just be like, are you kidding? But then this one guy, um, he, he was one of them that was just like, there's no way. And I was like, well, yeah, you know, I've been doing this. And he said, he said, well, that's just, that's impressive and crazy. And he went over to the donation table because um, they had computers set up because, you know, everyone's like, oh, I don't have cash. I'm like, oh, yeah, you have credit cards. You come over here. <laughs> don't worry, we've got so, you covered. Yeah. <laughs> and he donated $500. Wow, on the and, spot. Wow. That's, that's amazing. Right on the spot just because he was just like, no way. I mean, he was, he was I don't know, you could just kind of see it in his eyes. He was like, people do this? And I was like, well, yeah, we're trying. <laughs> so wow. that, so that, awesome. that was a highlight of my, of my day for sure. 
And you had two treadmills set up because he said he ran with you again. Just I'm yeah. just curious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So did you? How often did you switch? Um, you know, I I'd, I'd say I probably had 15 people run next to me, 15 different people. Um, but you know, was that your question? I'm sorry, I didn't. Well, yeah, no, that I mean that's that's interesting. You had 15 people swim next to you, but then also run, did you, did you ever you. switch like just for a different perspective? Like I'm gonna get on. <laughs> oh this. my gosh, Timmy, they were oh, they were no. like right yeah, next no. to each other. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was gonna require too much math for my you know to figure out how far we had gone. So yeah, no, you just kept oh, me okay. on the same one. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So and then have to mention that your your marathon PR, Emily, is a blazing three. 16. So we think we know the answer to this question, but we have to ask, which do you like better, going fast or going far? Oh, I, I, my, my heart is sold to the far part. <laughs> I, I, I love just running. There's nothing more clarifying and cleansing. And I, it, it's weird, but I, I absolutely love it. It's just my happy place. That's awesome. <laughs> and I think that 316, um, you kind of combine it into fast and far because yeah. <laughs> it falls under firmly both of those categories. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I know I'm, I always wanted to say I DQ'd like a man, meaning I could run a marathon in 309. That was always my goal. Oh so my. I, I know in the back of my head, I, I want to do that at some point. Yeah. I think right now I'm just really enjoying these weird long runs. <laughs> nice. So then what's, what's coming up next then for you? You know, um, I I think I might have another hundred miler calling my name. Um, On the treadmill, you mean? I think this one will be outside. Uh-huh. Uh, but um, for sure, we're we're looking towards some some pretty big news, hopefully in in the summer. To I'm actually hoping for something more around April to May. Mm-hmm. But seeing if we can pull something together, we're looking to do a, a another treadmill run, mm-hmm. um, but hoping to combine people from different areas of the United States and mm-hmm. <laughs> see, mm-hmm. see what we can do with that. If there's any other crazies out there like me that um, would be interested in doing something like that, we'd just love to see, you know, the donations get so much bigger and we're hoping by adding more people into the mix, we can do that. That's awesome. Awesome. Well, so that's a good segue. So first of all, can people still donate to um, the cause, the Indian school cause? Yes. We How sure can they can. do that? It's, it's rally.org forward slash run end. Mm-hmm. Which is EMZ, right? Correct. Yes. Okay. We'll include that then- in the, in the post for this and Good deal. And then also, if you do, if people want to, if there if there are a hundred mile treadmill crazies out there listening, how do, how do you want them to reach out to you? Is Twitter yeah. good, or your website, or tell us how to how to reach you? Yeah, no, Twitter is great. However, they want. Um, I have my email address on my Instagram account, or I can give that to you now. Just well, yeah. What? Like, so you're is it you're always run EMZ? Is that you run EMZ on Twitter? Are you run EMZ yeah. on Instagram as well? That's correct. Uh huh. All right. Great. Good. Awesome. Well, it's fun talking with you, Ems. Thanks so much. Thank you. I appreciate it.
So, Dimity, it seems like you could have kept asking M's questions all day long for 24 hours, 100 miles. You could have kept asking. And I used to do this page in ESPN magazine that took you behind the scenes. So, like, I would talk to, like, the general manager of, like, an NBA team to figure out where they – why they put certain, certain players – um, next to each other as far as lockers go or like you know how many towels they wash or all that stuff. I just love that I love those kind of details so um and yeah I mean I know I know you're kind of like really no, like no, two well, treadmills but, but also that the, they were right next to each other I was like wait she didn't just ask if she would switch treadmills like that, that what it, that to me I, just was the most like See, but I would totally do that. If I was going to run 100 miles, I would probably, you know, once I got outside, I would probably switch every 10. But then that also means that I would know, you know, where I was, which that to me is the heart. I mean, she must have such mental toughness and Mm -hmm. just, um, I mean, because to not know, I mean, obviously she has probably some sense just because she knows how fast she's running or Mm -hmm. has run, you know, and when she'll probably, or she can watch the shadows of the day go by for the passage of time, the the sun clock (laughs) next to her treadmill. But, um, yeah, the sundial, I guess it's not called the sun clock, but, um, yeah, I mean, wasn't that amazing? I mean, could you do that? Well, I definitely, I mean, you do look down at your Garmin far, far, far more often than I do. Um, I don't know. I got to say, I don't like watching just it all tick, tick, tick by because that's a whole lot of, you know, I mean, you think like, oh, well, it's like, you know, I found one penny. I only need to find 99 more to make a dollar. So it'd be sort yeah, of the same, yeah. same thing. I mean, I guess it's a very like zen attitude to go into it with. I mean, there's a, there's a lesson in that for all of us, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she's just impressive on every level, I think, you know? Yeah, yeah. so, and I want to uh, give a shout out to her website because I reference it a few times, her blog. Um, it is www.royalpitatoyas, so that's R-O-Y-A-L-P-I-T-A-T-O-I-A-S dot blogspot.com. And again, but on Twitter and on Instagram, she is at runem, so R-U-N-E-M-Z. Yeah, so, so that's that's probably how you want to find her, unless yeah, that's a, well, that's a tough blog name to remember. Right, right. So, but if you're looking for us online on Facebook, we're we, not so difficult. We're not so difficult. We are not sir. so difficult. Our our URL, our website is anothermotherrunner.com. On Facebook, we are Run Like a Mother the book. On Twitter and Instagram, we are at the Mother Runner. Our two books are Run Like a Mother and Train Like a Mother. We hope you'll buy them either off of Amazon or our own website. And whether you are on a treadmill or going for 24 hours, many happy miles to you. Mm-hmm.